Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 246 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. So hotels have struggled for years to find the right way to engage guests and drive revenue through social media channels. Well, today, we're going to make it easy for you with strategies for both paid and organic success. So let's go ahead and get the show started. And now we're back. All right. So for us to give hoteliers the best possible way to engage their potential guests and uh, future visitors on Facebook and Instagram and other channels, we kind of needed some expert voices. That's why we have our very own Olivia Clifton on the show today. Hello, Olivia. Hi. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, welcome to your first episode of the podcast. I'm excited. Are you nervous or scared? or? I think we can use the heartbeat one. Heartbeat sound. Use effect. a heartbeat one. No, it's okay. I'm fine. So I, I was going to do. Uh, I was going to do the clapping one. <gasps> okay. Cheering. Clap and again. cheer. Perfect. All right, and introducing Olivia Clifton. <laughs> Hi, y'all. That's nice to be here. <laughs> I love that. Such a warm welcome. I think that actually works really well. Yeah. And we also have longtime show guest, both Alyssa and Jeremy. Alyssa, how you doing? Good. Is three shows long time? <laughs> it's, 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 I guess it is. <laughs> All right. And then we also have our friend Jeremy. How you doing, man? Good. You got anything funny to say here before you say it? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. All right. So we're, we're playing with sound effects today. So everybody on the podcast can enjoy. Not only our voices, but some cheesy royalty-free clips. But uh, but yes, that's what we're talking about today. So we got a, a full cast with Olivia, Alyssa, and Jeremy on. And where we're going to be beginning is Olivia put a really good article together about how hotels should be using social media. It goes over wait, everything that a hotel needs to know to succeed on social media. Because I think for a long time, it has been kind of a confusing space of engagement versus return on investment. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And the nice thing is, is because she's not only a good social media manager, she's also SEO savvy. There's all kinds of links to other articles with 50 tips for social media and different ways that hotels can take advantage of it. So it's a really good resource. And you can get that by going to the show notes. The show notes are at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And then you're just going to click on episode 246 so we have everything we talk about today, with the exception of the awesome laugh tracks and, and whatnot, because I don't know how to do that part. But you get to hear it, so that's pretty cool. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and dive into the news, and here we go. I don't know, what do you guys think of the news clip? I like it. You like it? Alyssa, you're the one reading the news, so you got to tell us what you think. It's pretty good. Right. Was that a different one? You played a better one first. The other, the other one was too long. Here we go. We'll do this one. Okay. Let me try that again. And let's get over to the news. It's drive time news with Alyssa. 
Love it. So in today's <laughs> news, Booking.com is making a fortune, but it's not paying its small independent hoteliers. Uh, so this was pretty sad to read, and I had shared this with the team this week. The parent company was is making record profits, so to the tune of $1.3 billion for the second quarter of 2023 alone. Um, And the article also notes that the CEO and major executives have been cashing in millions of dollars in shares this year. Um, But some accommodation partners are claiming they have not been paid since July or uh, even earlier than that. In some cases, people are reporting not being paid since June, which is, you know, in many cases, peak summer season for at least, you know, North America or wherever the weather might be nice in summer and kids are out of school. Um, So guests are essentially staying free of charge and booking.com isn't paying these bills. Uh, And now people are kind of turning to social media, which is relevant to today's episode uh, with reviews and comments. And they're stating that they can't get a reply. They can't get payment. Um, So there was one specific example where a hotelier mentioned that because she hadn't been paid properly since the end of June, her credit history is ruined and all of her savings are just gone. Um, so that's really sad, you know, when you put it into perspective. And especially when you compare it to the revenue numbers that they're reporting. Uh, I, I don't know. It's crazy that. So I think we did a podcast a way, way back about when you are in a PR disaster. And I think booking.com didn't listen to that podcast. And I don't, <laughs> I don't blame them for that, but they're doing everything wrong. So they're not being communicative with their hoteliers. They're not being communicative with the audience. And when you do both those things and you don't get out in front of this, it's not as if the lady who's had her life savings destroyed is going to just stop talking about it you know, there's going to be an amplification of her talking about the next person, the next person, and they've created a real big problem for themselves. So Yeah, and the long-term side effects too, even if they do pay her and offer an apology, like it's not something that she can just turn around for herself. If she's in debt, paying interest, she's incurred new costs and her credit is ruined. That's not something that you can repair overnight, if at all. So how are they going to make up for that? And I don't know that they can. So I mean, I think there's two, there's two factors to it. Is one, if you're a hotelier, you have to understand that you're not necessarily the true consumer of an OTA. You're one of the products. The money has to go through them first. So if you're completely reliant on OTAs, and I'm not saying that OTAs do this a lot. If, if you look at the Booking.com responses, they're saying that the vast, vast, vast majority of hoteliers and partners, as they call them, are paid on time, but they're having some serious accounting software issues, which we can kind of talk about the, the specifics of their side of it. But I'm trying to think where I was going with this. It, if, if they're not paying, people are going to stop using that platform. You know, people are going to start pushing toward more direct bookings, which I think is great. But what happens when they tell their guest, hey, don't book through booking.com because they're not going to pay us. I mean, is there going to be a social swell that says boycott booking.com and pay direct because they're, you know, stepping on the little guy more or less? I don't know. So I tend to disagree. I feel like these small properties that aren't being paid are probably reliant on this major corporation to fill their rooms. And 
these properties are the types of properties where one or two people are wearing all of the hats. And if they don't have the budget to utilize, say, a travel boom to (laughs) increase their direct bookings, um, I I don't know. Where else do you turn? That's actually a really good point. I was thinking it more from a a mid-sized type property. But yeah, if you have a couple rooms and booking.com or Expedia or whomever is your entire budget. Yeah, and maybe the vast majority of their hotels are being paid but when you really put it into perspective the article notes that hundreds or even thousands of properties aren't being paid yeah the majority of the true number number. yeah yeah and from booking.com's perspective i mean they said that they had to do a complete update of their accounting system which brought their system down for uh, i believe it said two weeks it did say two weeks and that it was fully Uh, corrected so why is it just now coming out that these people have not been paid well i think the first instance i saw about it was back in i believe this was august 2nd was where people started kind of really complaining about it but their response and this came from this is in the article from the market manager in the southeast asian market says that the systems were had to take offline and salaries were also affected she said, explaining it was a risk they had to take. So they decided they would take a risk. They didn't pay their staff. They didn't pay their partners because it was a risk they had to take. And again, it goes back to communication. Tell people, hey, we're going to be down for two weeks. If it was only two weeks, which doesn't sound like it was. So people are ready for that and can kind of start financially preparing for a dry spell. Yeah. I feel like there's more going on. Like, why are people cashing in shares? So I think that was added to the article where they talked about how they've been making $1.3 billion and CEOs and executives have been cashing in millions in shares. Just based on the profit? Yeah, I don't know really what the specifics are of that. It could be everybody likes to make it sound like it was more nefarious than it really was. Okay. It may have been just people cashing in shares, but who knows, right? I do Oops. know one thing. They are also coming out with a credit card now. That's pretty cool. Well, I don't know that it's been confirmed. So I was doing a little bit more reading about it. And it says there's talk of the credit card launching. uh, And there's also a position available for someone to manage the credit card launch. Um, But it's not clear when it will become available or what travel perks will be included. Um, so the spokesperson actually commented and said, we're really in the early stages of exploration here with no imminent plans to launch. Yep. So, and this article comes from focuswire.com. The first one came from the guardian. Just kind of get everybody speed. There are links to both these articles in the show notes though. But, uh, I thought it was really interesting that they're not pay- being able to pay their bills. So they're going out and getting a bunch of credit cards. <laughs> Sounds like they're. As every person in college knows that solves all your problems. I was about to say, it sounds like they're back to being the common folk over here. Sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, if they get a, if they can't handle this credit card, then they can go to Expedia and get Expedia's credit card, transfer their balance for zero interest down for a while, (laughs) and then they default, and then Expedia owes all the money, and that's how Booking.com takes over. That's my big picture. I don't know. Zooming out with Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is, uh, anything else? Anybody else want to chime in on the news? We had that right. other article. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I know we're talking about booking.com a lot, but this is big news. So 
the second article, third article that I had found was a city travel portal that is actually live that launched with booking.com, which allows certain card holders to book flights, hotels, car rentals, and even attractions uh, and earn additional points. So, and through booking.com, you can earn up to 10 points on some of these bookings for a year. I think it said June, 2024 for a limited time, um, eligible card holders. And they were like top tier card holders. And then, um, mid to low tier card holders earned five times. And I don't know about you guys, but I love credit card points and just Mm -hmm. like a gaming system where you're putting literally everything on there, paying it off and getting the free cash because why not? Um, But 10 points on booking a stay that could already potentially be cheaper through an OTA for someone is a huge incentive. Um, So, I mean, really just, I think we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast too, where OTAs are just taken over. (laughs) Yeah. We, we talked about the VRBO and Expedia launching the one key program, which they launched earlier this year, where, yeah, you can basically earn points and credit no matter how you book. If you book on VRBO. Yeah, and it's very Expedia. difficult to compete with that. So I think at this point, we don't love OTAs, but maybe we kind of have to change our tune and embrace them in different ways or learn how to take advantage mm-hmm. of them too, just the way that we, they are with other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we just stop paying our staff and you'll see your your. your Profitability go through the roof. Yeah, I, I think what it is is that you have to look at the OTAs as a great partner because that's what they are. They really do help hotels, small hotels, particularly where they don't have that budget for direct marketing. But you always have to be looking at them in terms of a new business funnel. What can you do when somebody walks in your property to make sure they have such an amazing time and they understand that the best way to come back and experience that ex- vacation again is by booking direct? It doesn't matter how great your property is. If you're offering a lower rate via the OTA, there people are going to book that either way. So you got to make it easier for people to book. You got to make sure you have the best rate available. And then you also got to talk to your guests after they leave to remind them that booking direct is an option. I think if you do that, it will minimize the requirement for OTAs for repeat bookings and hopefully keep those in-house if you can. All right. But Good you know tips. another way you can get people to... Uh, State book direct by succeeding at social media. I was going to say with an effective organic social media strategy, you can encourage but people Olivia, to leave reviews. <laughs> but we don't know how to do that. What would we do? Did you want to talk a bit about what we found in the 2023 leisure study about social media to kind of lead into that portion? So to, to what we found in the study is there's a lot of different ways where people are what, what triggers that planning cycle is the question we ask. So we asked, what inspires you to start planning your most recent vacation? And it was a lot of it what you'd expect. Discussions with family and friends. I just needed a vacation. Email promotions. But at the very bottom of the list, uh, at 2% social media posts from a hotel or destination, or 0.8% social media posts from a friend or family member. So you know, when we first read this, you know, the, the question was, oh, social media is it dead in terms of hotel marketing? And I think what we found is it's, it's the opposite. So people aren't going to go on, let's say Facebook or Instagram and they see an ad. They're like, you know what? That's it. That was the picture I needed. I'm ready to go on a vacation and then plan the whole process and book. 
it's just not realistic. What we found was that these social campaigns are great for reinforcing the decision once that inspiration has already taken place and also to better, you know, push out, you know, obviously people see vacations that the friends are taking. They, they want to go on vacation, but it's not necessarily a thing that starts the planning process. So retargeting, uh, reinforcing the decisions, things like that social is all great for. And that's really what we found in the, in the study. So, but that study is at travelboommarketing.com slash study. You can go there and, and download it. It's got all the information that, that we're talking about here. But, uh, so that kind of leads us into kind of, okay, so, so now we know, you know, the, the study says maybe social media wasn't as important. We feel it's the opposite because of the fact that it's not necessarily the inspiration, but something that kind of pushes you over the finish line. That's where Olivia's article really came in. And if you want, do you kind of want to kind of set us up where kind of where you started this article and then we can break down the individual parts? For sure. So I started out agreeing, you know, it's always been kind of a mysterious space, the social media industry, but it's possible to navigate. Um, you have the option of paid, you have the option of organic social media and kind of engaging your present guests and past guests to come back with retargeting. So you have a slew of options to work with. And I originally started the article looking like you were saying about, well, what can social social media do for hotels? Because if we're finding that it's not impactful when you're about to plan a vacation, but it is better for reinforcing, how can you reinforce once they make it to your pages? So if we wanted to discuss just the just on the very top of this umbrella here, making sure that you are bringing consistency and value to your audience with your content. So, and, and you, I mean, you work with you know a lot of our clients on their their organic campaigns, and you know, even ones that were doubters have seen really great success by just taking that proactive approach and being on it. And I think being authentic and just being literally just on the platform that your guests are on. Very true. And authenticity is very, very important part of that process. Letting the unique voice of your brand come through. So if when people walk into your lobby, your front desk, people say, hey, y'all, you can say that on your social media. You can say, hey, y'all, to start out your social media post. Don't go out of your way to curate a voice that doesn't match your brand or your property. Do what you can to make sure that when someone is on your page, they can get the feel for what it'll be like to be a guest of yours and be on your property. Yeah, I think that's a good point because a lot of people, depending on who's managing the social profile, tend to take almost a too professional yes. direction with it. And you know, I think like you said, saying, hey, y'all, or whatever it might be, is it, it's, it's fun. You're, you're supposed to be the funnest thing that that person does all year. Yes. So you kind of have to show it from a social perspective. So obviously with, with other than authenticity and being yourself, not faking it or anything like that, what are the, some other things that I think a hotel can do from an organic perspective to, to win on social? From an organic perspective, just making sure that your content is mobile friendly, keeping in mind that if you're not working in the marketing space, you're probably not visiting Facebook and Instagram on your desktop. Most people are on their phones with that. They're not like us in marketing where they're seeing things on the desktop. So something I like to say at Travel Boom, always be testing, always be testing. Just check, make sure your content is mobile friendly and that things transfer well 
all of your links go where they're supposed to. That's a huge one. Make sure that your content is snackable, something that your audience can view easily and take that piece of information or that little laughter, whatever it is that they glean from that content. Make sure it's easy for them to take with them. So, so what do you mean by that? Because like when you're posting, say, you a, a video or a photo, do I need to be thinking about things differently knowing that people are going to view it on mobile devices? I don't know necessarily that posting would be different. I think being sure that I just had an experience actually earlier with this this morning where we had a menu posted for a new brunch on the beach that's happening. And the menu itself was a little pixelated when you zoomed in far enough to see the actual details of the dishes. So I just had someone on the property send me a quick picture of the actual menu in her hand, and it's a cuter picture to post anyways. So making sure that those things like that, um, like uh, using... I think, too, we talk about this from an SEO perspective a lot, Jeremy. Um, You know, we're always looking for that 10x content, content with a purpose, and, you know, with keyword research to back it up um but oftentimes jeremy always puts me back in my place and he's like well we could just do this to share on social and sometimes you know you don't need a super long read um but it's okay to create something that might not rank super well but would be much better to interact with on a mobile device from a facebook click or an instagram click yeah, and that's what Facebook is looking for. I mean, they their algorithm is based on how people are interacting with posts on Facebook. They don't want people to necessarily leave Facebook. They want you to create great content on Facebook that people are going to interact with. Um, so if creating something that you know, is mobile-friendly, and I can speak to uh, Olivia's point. I mean, we run... Facebook ads and we know just by those ads and who's being served those ads and how many interactions we're getting um, through Facebook ads that most people are on mobile. I mean, we're a lot of the majority of people are getting served ads and they're on their mobile devices. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's creating something that is going to be engaging and people are going to enjoy looking at and they're going to want to share and keep more people on Facebook. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, Olivia, what else can we do in terms of the organic side? I think also in terms of organic side, interacting and monitoring your pages is super important. Um, Making sure that aside from just answering questions that you're being asked, interacting with other locals, interacting with other brands that are in your area that may fit you or even other brands within your niche, Um, Using that same example from earlier, a hotel working with the Doubletree Hotel, for example. So we interact on socials with the other Doubletree Hotels, and they're returning that favor, and it's gorgeous little symbiotic relationship we've got going on. Um, So making sure... like the Jeep wave? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's the Jeep wave. It's the hotel social media wave, where it's like, we know that you're a girl in your mid-20s sitting behind that huge hotel brand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just put, it's put just little me. ducks in the front of the hotel yeah <laughs> it's just it's just us back here guys so yeah. <laughs> um making sure that you're interacting with your other girlfriends you know on the on the socials making sure that you're engaging with other people in the community as well as other guests and potential guests 
Um, so I think partnerships are, are a pretty underrated technique as far as kind of curating and building, maintaining a good social media presence is interacting with those folks that are going to be there year round. Folks that are going to always be in your area, in addition to making sure that you make your property part of people's traditions, hotel traditions, family traditions. Well, we always talk about it, and I, think, I know you mentioned a lot, of just being there. You know, if you're part of a community, you don't post and run away. Yeah. You post and you go to other people and comment on them. You know, if you always imagine yourself in an actual room of people and you acted the way so many hoteliers act on social, it would be a horrible party where people would walk into the middle of a circle, say, look at the sale we're having. And then they go back and stand against the wall. It's like, no, that's not how you interact. <laughs> you have a conversation with people. And if you're having a sale, that should come up organically in those conversations. Yes, there's places for sale, 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 but you kind of have to be there just to have a conversation. You do be it's there. Kind of, it's like, I think we, we've called it the, I'm sure others have called it too, maybe, where they have their own rule, but the 80-20 rule where 80% of the time you should be focusing on engaging and being authentic and just posting content that's going to be, that's useful for your followers. Um, and then the other 20% of the time is a little self-promotion here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Gary Vaynerchuk does it really well where he says it's give, 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 take, give, 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 but you need to make sure that you're, you're adding value more than you're just extracting it. But yeah, I think, I mean, those are all I mean, phenomenal ways. Like you said, interacting with posts, if your hotel's tagged in it. I think that's one of the things that people, is like, oh my gosh, how much lo more low-hanging fruit do you want to have if somebody tags your hotel, but you're not monitoring it and joining that conversation as well? So yeah. get, you know, getting outside of that bubble of your property. And, and we do talk about that. these things being easy, but from the perspective of someone wearing multiple hats on site... This is a full-time job. It takes a lot mm -hmm. of time to do, you know, to, to do these things and to do them well. It, it does. And I think there's, there's automation that you can rely on, but at the end of the day, it does. It's, if you're part of a community, it's going to have to put the time in, in to do it. And that'll end up being fun as well. You know, I'm going to go out to the Doubletree tomorrow morning for their breakfast on the beach. And that'll be part of work. They've got a giant cinnamon roll on the menu. And I will be at work, working and eating that. <laughs> so how fast do you have to eat it? Because I think that has to be in the, you know what? in the video. I could probably do it in absolutely any time frame. Because I've seen yeah. a picture of it just one. And that was enough yeah. for me to plan a trip. So yeah, I will be doing that. Is it a bonus that so they have some hotel rooms ready for, on the new side and I can take pictures of them and get content? Yes. But... Nice. I'm going for the cinnamon roll. See, it, it, everybody's triggered to travel differently. A lot of people are thinking about the beach and whatnot, but you know, for Olivia, I'm looking at the menu. Travels world for cinnamon rolls. So. <laughs> I'm checking the menu. <laughs> so, nice. So, anything else on the organic side? Because I think that that's part of the the equation. But the other part is is the paid side as well. I think I'm good on the organic side. We did just mention interacting with tagged posts. So that's everything that I had in my fun article for organic, um, which again, very nice plug from Pete is available on our blog at Travel Boom Marketing. <laughs> there you go. So, but you know, also you can do paid ads so that they, they work a little bit differently. And Jeremy does a lot of that for, for the team here. So he's going to walk us through a couple, couple tips and things I think we all need to know. 
Yeah, paid social is definitely a, a different type of beast. Um, you know, I think it may get may get getting used to if you're not familiar with it um, in terms of how you're measuring your success. Um, if you already run, if you're familiar with paid search and then moving to paid social, there are some things that are very similar, but you know, the way that people interact with ads on social media for a hotel, like Pete mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's, it's a little different. Um, you know, and I, I think number one, when you're setting up a campaign or you're looking at starting on Facebook ads, um, it's first off, you need to know your KPIs and you need to understand what, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Like, what are your goals? Just going into Facebook ads blindly, it's easy to spend a lot of money and not seeing any results at all um, through Facebook ads. So you really need to have that established first before you start um, moving forward with Facebook. I mean, are the KPIs that you're setting, are they realistic? Is, there some, is that something that you could even accomplish on Facebook or with a Facebook ad campaign? Um, but once you have those those goals set, um, and you know, Facebook ads is a good way to meet those goals, um, you're going to be you're, you need to have the uh, proper measurement set up. You need to have your conversion tracking set up. So through Facebook, Facebook has its own conversion tracking set up. They have a data set. They used to call it the Pixel. I still call it the Pixel, but they've started calling it data set now. Um, but it's it's adding the piece of code to your site so that you know we you can track what's happening after someone clicks your ad, um, and then of course having your other conversion tracking um, events set up on your website so that you can actually track what's uh, <clears throat> what's actually happening on your website after somebody clicks your ad. Um, so and then of course other things like having UTM tracking set up or whatever analytics tool you're using, um, you know having the proper tracking tags set up on your URLs is another big, big thing. Um, but yeah, I, first and foremost, it's setting your goals and then having uh, what you need to reach those goals, making sure that you have the events placed on your website um, so that you can measure those, um, measure your success, essentially. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people fail to see performance and success from social media campaigns is they're running campaigns that maybe the KPI is not revenue. Maybe it is, you know, a brand new hotel and you just have to start building, you know, your followers and your fans. Well, then your KPI is going to be different. You want to measure it that way. Uh, But if you're running those type of campaigns and you're trying to figure out why nobody's booked on the site, well, again, you're doing it wrong. Your KPIs are not matching the campaign you're running and that has to get fixed. We've seen, camp- I mean, campaigns can do phenomenally well, but you just have to make sure that you're, you have one KPI that you're looking at and that's how you measure the campaign and don't measure against the wrong one. Yeah. And part of that is understanding the different types of ads that you can create. So Facebook has um, several different types of um, ad, different types of ads that you can uh, create within your ads manager, depending on the goal you're looking for. So if you're looking to generate more leads, uh, just email signups or email submissions. You know, Facebook has a, an ad type for that. Um, if you're looking to generate awareness or reach, Facebook has a, a, more of a goal um, that you can select while setting up your Facebook ads. If you're looking for more awareness, you know that's that's a goal that you can set up uh, within your ads manager. Um, there's traffic. There's engagement base. So if, so if you have an event coming up um, and you have that event set up on your Facebook page. Um, there's an ad for that. 
you know, you can uh, promote that event through a Facebook ad and get people to you know, suggest that, or tell you that they're interested, if they're going to, if they're going. So it's, a, it's, there's, there's tools or there's goals or there's types or there are ad types for uh, most goals that you're looking to, uh, or most goals that you'd be looking to accomplish through Facebook, which is the nice thing. There's a lot of variety. Um, and a lot of the Facebook ads, I mean, they accept, you know, single images, carousel images, video. So you have a lot of options to be really creative and you have a lot of options to, uh, a lot of options in, in terms of, you know, based on the goal and KPIs you've said, there's a lot of different head types to choose from. Um, and then of course, moving on from the different ad types, you know, it's, it's all going to come down to as well as um, the correct targeting that you have set up. Um, you know, I think in the past, you know, it, if you're looking for something that's more conversion focused, you know, I think typically what we've seen that works a lot, works pretty well is retargeting just because those, those users or people are further down the funnel. They're more, they are, know more about your property. They're more familiar with your property and they may be more likely to book. So just nudging them a little bit with a Facebook ad, um, no, it, sometimes it works. It's, it's worked in the past and, you know, that's, it's, it's a, it's a decent strategy in terms of getting, uh, more bookings or conversions if that's your goal. Um, but based on the target that you're looking for, I mean, based on the goals that you're looking for, your targeting is going, is, is going to, is a, it's, it's a big decision or it's, it's an important decision, uh, based on the audiences that you're going to, uh, target based on the goals you've set. Yeah, and yeah. I would say the, the one of the largest things, too, is being realistic with your paid social strategy. Um, you know, think of ourselves as consumers as well. We all go on vacation, and, like, I can't tell you a time that I would ever see something on Facebook and just say, oh, I'm going to book this stay. But, you know, as being recently married, if someone advertised their hotel space to me in my Facebook feed, I might've clicked it. And, you know, if it fit my needs, I would have gone through the process of at least filling out the form. So, so that type of, of conversion, but set, set realistic goals and expectations mm-hmm. when you're creating a paid social strategy, it's mm-hmm. not branded paid search. You're not going to see the typical return that you, you would with a different type of campaign. Well, you know, like what Jeremy was talking about as well regarding, you know, targeting and, you know, you mentioned as someone recently married, the nice thing about, you know, Facebook or a lot of those platforms is it's not a shotgun approach. It's very much rifle. You know, you can target people who are specifically in certain stages of their life or in certain planning cycles and better show your ads to them versus, you know, the whole audience. I mean, I think geographic targeting is like the the bit most basic of the basic. If you have an East Coast but property, people still don't use it. <laughs> I, I know it's I so get hotel like, ads from from places that are like just. First of all, most people don't even put the location in the ad copy. I'm like, where are you located? I'm going to yeah. click on this and charge you just just for the hell of it, just because I want to know where you're at at this point, and then yeah. it'll be some some crazy location that I would never travel to. You mean you don't want to go to Wichita? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not your, uh, oh, you know what I I didn't think about it, but maybe Wichita is the right choice for me. (laughs) 
I, I think it just makes makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, it's it's hard enough to find great performance in paid campaigns. It, it's a lot harder when you're an East Coast property and you're spending a ton of your money on West Coast clicks and impressions. You know, so you can, you can change that up a little bit and you can get down to, you know, if you have a small budget, you should have an incredibly high return on ad spend. You know, it is only when your budget gets large enough to the point where you have to start opening up that net more to get the the volume that you want that you should really kind of see your ROAS kind of go down a little bit. If, if you have one dollar, depending on what your goal is, if you're looking for bookings, it True. might not be high. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, I think it's all relative. You know, yeah, it's not a branded PPC click, but if you have the a realistic measurement of what you're going for, you can be way more targeted and more likely to get someone to book than yeah, or spend the money on the leads and then send them marketing emails for way cheaper. Yeah, that's the truth. So. But uh, I'm not sure. Was it? I think it was. Who wrote the article? I think it was Alyssa. The social media. Uh, that, that social media post right Yeah, that's the wrong one. Well, who wrote the best ad formats? Jeremy. That was Jeremy's article. So there's a, a lot more in in that article. So you know, if you want, it's linked from the show notes. But you know, it talks about the the tips we just covered. But you know, his article is really exhaustive about all the different plat- ways that you can advertise. You know, from social perspective as well. So those are good. But you know, kind of going from there, I think the the problem that a lot of hotels have is, you know, okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get really aggressive. I'm going to be a part of the community. I'm gonna engage everybody. And then you sit there with a blank screen in front of you and you don't know what to say. So Alyssa wrote a really good article, which was 50 tips for hotels or social media post ideas. And what we did is we pulled out some of those that we liked. We're going to go through a few of them. However, you kind of have to go get these 50 social media tips from this article. It literally could be a year's social media calendar right here waiting for you. Uh, Two of the ones that I saw that I thought were pretty cool was one is to share live feed or events that happen at your hotel. It makes perfect sense. Stuff is happening. You have real pictures of real people having fun. Get that on there. Live cameras are huge. You know, if you can show a morning sunrise live over your destination, people that will get engagement for sure. Uh, you know, in that same vein, just showcasing the amenities or rooms, taking people on a tour of the property. If you're trying to convince someone to stay at your resort and you have newly decorated rooms that overlook a beautiful oceanscape, the best way to tell them about it is not to write a story about there's a beautiful room that has a wonderful oceanscape. You just show it to them. Doesn't have to be cinematic quality. Get there with, you know, an iPhone and a relatively decent understanding of how to shoot video, and you can get something that really resonates from a social perspective. If you just send me out there off a cinnamon roll, I can shoot any content that anybody needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, what we found works really well with Olivia is you hide the cinnamon roll somewhere, and then she has to <laughs> shoot video everywhere until she eventually finds it. Sniff so. it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My God, it's like a drug dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, Olivia, what are, what are some ideas that you have for, for social media ideas? So I mentioned earlier utilizing partnerships and using that to make sure that your social media presence is popping where you live and online. So you can suggest some nearby things to do for your guests when they are in the area, things that are always there, you know, your favorite restaurants. You can suggest the best mini golf around. 
you can suggest the best little date night spots. And then my second tip is to highlight upcoming events that are happening nearby. So if you're looking at a seasonal kind of event, like a Christmas lights display or a 4th of July fireworks, things like that. Very nice. Uh, Jeremy, how about you? Yeah, so my two were, or I'll start with, post-unique high-quality photographs. So hopefully you already have high-quality photographs um, on your hotel's website. Um, so using those on your social media or on Facebook uh, to highlight, um, you know, like Pete mentioned, showcasing amenities or room tours at your property, you know, that's part of it. I mean, you should have those high-quality photographs um, to showcase your hotel or your property. Um, and then the other one would be share positive guest reviews. Um, this is a huge one. Um, it's a nice shout out um, to past guests and if you, especially if you can tag them um, in your posts, um, you know, it, it, it goes a long way. Um, it shows, you know, the more, more grounded side of your property, human side that, you know, hey, we're really appreciative of, you know, our guests and you know, obviously the good reviews that they, that they leave. Hopefully you only have good reviews. Um, but yeah, sharing guest reviews is another big one and a, a, a nice, um, content opportunity. All right. So my two were, so one of them was opposite of what Jeremy had just mentioned. He had talked about posting high quality photographs, uh, but utilizing user generated content seems to garner a bit more engagement. So, you know, whether it is a photo submission or something that you got permission for, or even, you know, I guess user generated content could be considered staff photography as well. So if a staff member posts a photo of their morning coffee and cinnamon roll from your on-site cafe, <laughs> um, that would be a good option as well. Uh, and also creating giveaways or contests. People just love free stuff. So, you know, anything that you can offer them, it doesn't have to be large. It doesn't have to be a week-long stay. Maybe it's just a one-night stay to then persuade them to increase their stay and spend a little bit more money on site. Maybe it is a voucher for a morning coffee or cinnamon roll. <laughs> but uh, this is the cinnamon roll The cinnamon roll episode. Roll just, episode. Re just rename it, Pete. <laughs> But yeah, giveaways and contests make people feel s special, especially if they've won. Um, so people really interact with them, no matter what it is. You know, so that that's another great opportunity. But that article that you mentioned with 50 awesome social media tips for hotels is on our blog. Uh, it's It's actually evolved. So someone else wrote this article years ago. I added to it. Someone else has added to it since I added to it. And it has just evolved into this, like Pete mentioned, it, it could literally be your content calendar for the year. Um, it's a really great article and it's specific to hotels, travel, hospitality. Um, and you can kind of just go in there and pull from it whenever you're feeling uninspired. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, so I, I think this is a, a, a lot of good information. I think every hotel is engaged from a social perspective, but they're not doing it necessarily the right way. Or if you want to get involved more and just haven't had a chance to kind of roll up your sleeves and do it, I think it's so important to 
to, to start, you know, get involved and, and just be there. So you kind of, I think that's kind of a good starting point. So you know, after this podcast, you know, get ready and, and start getting a little bit more, more social with your hotel marketing. So if you want all these show notes that we talked about, it's at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast and click on episode 246. That's going to have everything you need, links to all these uh, links, articles, and everything else. Also, I want to let you guys know that we have the latest travel study, which we talked about earlier. So it's the 2023 Leisure Travel Trend Study. It has 46 pages of just awesome data that's going to help your 2024 marketing be a little bit more effective. And we actually got printed copies of it as well. So you know, if you're not somebody who likes digital copies of stuff or just really has a vendetta against trees, you can request one and we will actually mail it to you. Uh, all you have to do is click on travelboommarketing.com slash study and we'll get one over to you. Well, hey, so that's kind of everything we have for, for the show today. Uh, we've already mentioned where you get the, uh, the show notes. You can find us more at travelboommarketing.com or you can follow, follow us on LinkedIn, which is at... LinkedIn slash company slash travel boom marketing. We have to put a picture of Olivia with a cinnamon roll on social media now. I will do it. I was just planning. I was going to go up there yesterday or tomorrow looking however I look after I get out of the car. But I guess if I'm going to be in the content, I'll <laughs> go out there with my cute girl disguise on. So while we were doing the, the podcast, we we're talking about that. And I've been playing with AI a bunch. I put a picture of a giant cinnamon roll in our team chat, but I couldn't look at the screen when I did it because <laughs> I saw Olivia start laughing. Yeah, I cracked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is my ideal situation when I check into a hotel. Yeah. I want to see a cinnamon roll as the focal point of the room. A, you could make a cinnamon yeah. roll room. That could be the bed Ooh. and you could carve out the middle and put a mattress in. Like, like James and a giant peach. You can go on a little adventure with your cinnamon roll. And like it rolls down the, the beach or something like that. <laughs> this is know. the next uh, chamber what? campaign. We should pitch this. Do you remember the I Chef Boyardee commercials where the can of chef would roll all the way to the little girl's house? We <laughs> <laughs> could roll a cinnamon roll down the beach. <laughs> uh, the sandy cinnamon roll. Yeah. Oh, Sandy and the cinnamon roll. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. A little girl named Sandy in a giant cinnamon roll going down the beach. We can set it at the San Diego, which is the um, fake hotel I wrote about for my interview process. That's true. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. I, I think this is all coming together. We've got a either a reality show or a children's book. I'm not sure which one. Something in the works. <laughs> so, but cool. You can find me at anything, any platform at pete.demeo. Uh, Olivia, how about you? Where can people hunt you down and ask about your cinnamon roll? <laughs> My mostly favorites? empty LinkedIn profile is there at Olivia Clifton. I do all of my social posting as Travel Boom and as hotels. So <laughs> not really active on my own, but I'm out there. <laughs> By the end of the day, she's over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that in my free time. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Alyssa? I am also on LinkedIn at Alyssa Furiska. All right. And Jeremy? I'm on LinkedIn at Jeremy Razook. Well, there you go. So, well, thank you everybody for listening so much. We really appreciate it. And we hope that we're able to impart a little bit of knowledge about social media. And if you enjoyed it and you want more, all you have to do is sit next to your phone for an entire week because the next episode will post uh, a week from the time you're listening to this one right now. 
Until then, happy hoteling and Travel Boom is out. An Oreo cheesecake donut. <laughs>